What do I define about growing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, you know, respond. Are you kidding me? Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um everybody black. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everybody, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkInspill.com. And on this episode, we're doing a hashtag the spill segment. And I'm really pumped about this because this is somebody who I met in person in California about a year ago, and she's doing a lot of big things. If you've seen her on social media, if you know who she is, you're going to be really excited about this episode. And if you don't, you're going to learn a lot and hopefully enjoy what she has to say and then follow her on social media because like me and a lot of other folks I have on the show. She is very big on social media and she's doing a lot around the world. So without further ado, let's bring on Mrs. Ashley Kirkwood from at, what is your at? The Ashley Nicole Show. And you've got a couple different IG accounts. So the Ashley Nicole Show is the one that I follow and I've been following the longest, but you also have at Speak Your Way to Coach. No. Yes. Speak your way to cash, which I have as well. That's your new, your newer IG. So welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, um, it's Ashley Kirkwood. I'm the founder of Mobile General Counsel, which is the law firm for entrepreneurs. So there I do trademarks and contracts. And that is at, at Mobile General Counsel. I'm also the founder of a speaking company called Speak Your Way to Cash, where I travel around the country to speak at colleges and conferences on a variety of topics. And as of this year, we've been training other speakers on how to book college and corporate speaking engagements through that platform. So it is a podcast, it is also an event series, and it's a coaching program. And I'm really, really excited to be here and talk to you guys about all of that and how it all got started. Yes. And I love this energy. Thank you. Thank you. I always put like, make sure you bring the energy when you're coming on um, because it really does translate and it gets everybody else excited about what you're doing. And you have such a big personality um, on your social media handles and stuff. When you go live, when you post stuff, when I'm seeing you out and about during the day doing things and also when you're on stage. So when I met you back in October in California, we met at a conference. Um, What were you doing then and kind of What's been happening, I guess, since then? Like, kind of catch us up to what you're doing right now in your business. Definitely. So, now I'm doing quite a bit of speaking. I'm on a plane probably a couple times a month on the lower end doing a conference. I'm actually headed to Orlando, Florida, as of the date that we're recording this tomorrow to speak at Podcast Movement. So, I'll be speaking there this year. And then, right after that, I go to Virginia Tech and then I go to another university to do their orientation events. So I do quite a bit of speaking and coaching. I have several people who I coach one-on-one to help them to build their speaking businesses, um, create their signature speeches. And then outside of speaking, I run a law firm. So I have legal clients who all are business owners and I help them with their trademarks and their contracts. So we are growing our brand and our platform. And we're kind of in the midst right now of doing not a rebrand, but also amping up what we do in terms of marketing. So I just brought on a salesperson and we have an administrator and I want to bring on a customer experience person whose job is every week to touch the clients that I already have. Because I find that as a, like, that is my biggest challenge is 
making sure that I'm leveling up, not just to get new clients, but also leveling up the service that I provide to the people who already signed on. And because it's really important to me, I'm looking now to bring someone on whose main job it is, is to send gifts, um, check in and make sure that we're communicating with them because I communicate with them quite a bit, but we want to make sure that it's consistent and it's a strategy behind that. Absolutely. Yeah. And people love when you check in and when you, it's, it's important to do that, right? It's a big part of the customer experience and the, the customer service experience that people are looking for, especially when you bring such valuable content and, you know, to marry that with great customer services, it's always going to be a good look. So yeah, excited to hear about that. And also I, I'm, I think a lot of us know and are aware of the power and the importance of speaking, of storytelling, et cetera. But I still don't really think people get it and how important it is, how crucial it is for people, whether you are in the entrepreneurial space or not, like regardless of what you're doing in your career, with your business, et cetera, having the ability to speak is important, but a lot of people are kind of shy or they don't really know like all of the value that's behind it. So can you speak a little bit to why you're doing speaking specifically? Like why is that what you're doing and why people need to listen more to speakers and and what speakers are out here talking about? Yeah, so speaking is, is critical to growing your brand. And I think it's the quickest way to build trust So when people see you at a conference, that's one thing. They already assume. So when I go to a conference and I see someone that I know, I'm like, all right, great. I'm going to assume that all the women in here are entrepreneurs, go-getters, don't mind investing in themselves. There are assumptions that are made. But when I see someone on stage, I'm going to assume they're the expert because why else would the event organizer bring them out to talk on that particular topic? And if they're the expert, I'm going to then assume that maybe I could work with them or I should listen to them, especially if from the stage, I like them and I know them and I know their story. And so if you are a business owner in today's day and age, it's really, really important that you have, one, a story, and then two, a strategy for getting that story out into the masses. So I recall when I first started my own law firm, I knew that it was going to be challenging for people to affiliate me with um, someone that represented individual businesses, because my background was in representing like Blue Cross Blue Shield, BP. I worked for a huge firm. Before I left corporate, I would have brought in $300,000 that year. So when smaller businesses saw me in the beginning, they were like, we can't afford you. You worked for Kirkland & Ellis, which was a large firm that I worked for. So I had to rebrand as someone who was accessible, was likable, was easy to talk to. And then the other thing is when individual consumers meet someone and they hear their background and they're like, oh, you went to Northwestern Law, top of your class, you're in Cranes, you write for this publication they automatically think they can't afford you. And it's not even a conscious thought. And there's some, some will, some businesses that are doing exceptionally well will be like, that's the lawyer I want. I could definitely afford her. I want the best. But there's other people that are like, I don't know if my business is at the level to afford that caliber of legal services. That's why people go to LegalZoom. You do not expect good service going to LegalZoom. You expect exactly what you're going to get, limited interaction um, and quicker maybe service, but it's really plug and play. It's not necessarily specialized all the time. So I rebranded as the lit lawyer, which was something easy for people to remember. And because they remembered it, they would repeat it to their friends. So people would come to me being referred and they'd say, hey, so-and-so said, you're the lit lawyer. You're really fun. You're cool. I want to work with you. And that was, that was weird for me at first because coming from a corporate background, no one ever does that. No one ever says, hey, let me hire you because you're fun, you're cool, and you're lit. Like, no, nah, that's not happening. They're like, where'd you go to school? Who have you represented? What are your qualifications? But people, I think, care more about your character, your personality, and your story on the individual level 
versus all those qualifications. Though I think the qualifications are more of a plus than a requirement right now in this day and age. Yeah, absolutely. I was just talking to somebody about that too and how in certain industries, it's even more important to speak and to give you know, that one-on-one. I think now with social media, right? With social media, we have so much more access to people. And like, you know, imagine if we didn't have videos of Gary Vee or Tony Robbins or, you know, Ayana Angel, some of these folks that we follow. Imagine if we didn't have videos of them or we didn't have access. Like the only way to get information from them was maybe through like an FM station on the radio or maybe through PBS or, you know, maybe we would go see them in person and travel where they are. Like before we didn't have as much access. And so now with so much access, there's so many more people, right? There's so many more people doing so many different things. And it's really important to make sure that you're standing up because your personality is unique, right? Nobody has the same background, the same makeup, the same family history, the same DNA, the same hair, like nobody just all together can be you. And that's what I think it's, it's super important to remember and also like use to your advantage. Because again, depending on your industry, you may be at a place where you could and I say industry because I'm in personal development, right? And we were, I was just talking with a good colleague of mine about how in the personal development space, you really have to work super hard to get people's trust. And you've got to sort of tell more about yourself and your story and really use that because we're not out here giving, you know, we can't give, we're not giving legal advice. We're not giving, you know, therapy advice. We're not giving tips and tricks on how to make your first 10K in your business. It's a little bit more interpersonal skills-based. And that's something that you've got to show. You've got to be able to put yourself out there and show. So for anybody, whether they're in college or whether they're, maybe they've been in business for a little bit, what do you say to them when they're trying to put themselves out there, even on the internet, right? In front of people who maybe they don't know and who don't know them. How do you get like the courage to even show up in that space? Well, that, so honestly, the courage and the confidence, that piece of it is going to come from, Maybe you have to hire a personal development coach, someone who can get you to that level of having the courage. But for people who are listening, who are like, okay, I'm ready to start. I'm a big, 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 big fan of taking the first step. And if the first step for you is buying a domain, great. And then tomorrow you take another step. If that step is just looking up graphic designers, great. When it comes to putting yourself out there, you're going to have more confidence if you put yourself out there correctly from jump. It doesn't mean having everything perfect, but it may mean saving up to get your makeup done and do a photo shoot. And on that same photo shoot day, you change outfits 10 times. And then you have all your photos for the next two months that you can use and put out on your social media. And then you want to think about, okay, what do I really want to say? What do I really think? What is my message? What is what? What am I trying to accomplish here? Because there are some people that, you know, if you run a boutique, you could put up a cute picture with a cute outfit and say like, buy this now or 50% off with this code or always look fly for a Sunday. But if you don't run a boutique and you're not an influencer for influencer's sake, you need to have content. You need to be saying something. You need People should be able to tell your services, your character, and your stance from looking at your profile. And it doesn't mean your political stance, but it could mean your stance on life. So I talk a lot about character, marriage, um, you know, trademarks, of course, speaking, but most of it is positive. I'm, you know, you're not coming to my page and I'm about to tell you how my husband got on my nerves and how my, you know, weave is too tight. Like, I'm just not, I'm not that person. There are other people, you'll go on their page, they talk about any and everything, you know, like they'll have bonnets on and I'm like, that level of authenticity, 
I am not at the bonnet level. I am at the makeup on my way to the gym level, maybe like a cap on type level, but I am not at the bonnet level yet. But you need to, but, but that could be strategic for you. So if you're the person who never wears makeup, you never, that's not your thing, then, then let that be you. That's really who you are. So show people who you really are. Tell them what you really think about things. And you need to also weave in what is your sales agenda? Because you can't post for no point. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't use social media because I don't make any money from it. Well, you're not going to make any money from it if you don't have a strategy behind it. So what are you doing? What's your call to action in your live videos? When are you posting about your services? Um, how are you using direct messaging to get clients? You know, there, there's a strategy to this. People who do it, do it. Like they get lots of money off of social media and you don't even need lots. You just need a strategy to get what you need to get in order to move your business forward. Um, but don't look at people who've been doing it for seven or eight years and compare yourself to them and never get started because you're like, oh, I don't have what she has, or I can't afford a photographer. Use portrait mode on your iPhone. Have your friends take the photos. Be thoughtful about the location and keep it moving because you need to start. And once you start seeing success and getting money in, you'll elevate. That's how it works. That's so true. You said so many important things in that. And, you know, when you have strategy, it makes life that much easier. And and comparing yourself to somebody who's been doing it for a, a while, somebody who's already, you know, what is it, booked, busy, and blessed. That's like one of uh, Kayla right. Walker's. I, I've heard I've heard it a lot, but that's a big deal. And and to do that is is that's a beginner's game, right? That's that's a young kid's game. We don't want to do that. We do not want to, you know, start looking at folks who have been doing this and have already gone through, you know, how to create that media kit or that press kit or that speakers whatever, right? That people have ready. You've got to do that. And just you know, I said this the other day on another. Um, I think it was a voicemail that I did. But looking at where you are and where you're trying to go and being able to be cool with where you are right now, I think is important. So when you get on stage that first time, it's probably going to be not the best, right? I'm not saying you're going to fail or you're going to bomb or it's gonna, you're going to forget what you're going to say, but you may get on stage that first go and it's just like not as, not as great as you would have hoped. Um, and sometimes you get on stage and you kill it and it's like, cool. And maybe you do it like that, whatever. But I think regardless, I think Brene Brown talks about that shitty first draft and like putting something out. You have to put something out. Like you said, taking that first step day by day by day. I think it's easy for certain people. It's easier for certain people to get on stage and to show who they are and to be authentic. And you know what I mean? Like people look at the bonnet folks and they're like, oh yeah, look, she's doing it. And, And they're like, wow, I have to do all of that. Or, you know, even you look at the makeup people and you're like, damn, I gotta do all of that. And even, you know, even if you had the money to get a photographer, do I really want to? I personally am not that girl. I don't want, I mean, I'm, I'm going to do it because it's professional and I like professional, like, you know, high level shit, but I'm not somebody who's, who's going to be like automatically on their own. Like, oh, let me get a photographer and let's go shopping for this whole photo. Like, I'm not that kind, I'm not that kind of person, just I'm not. But knowing what I want and how I want to do it and what steps I need to get me there is, is exactly what's going to make things work for me. And I have been that person who has posted on YouTube, who has posted, you know, myself speaking on my YouTube, my YouTube channel. And I was posting like three times a week at one point and I was getting subscribers kind of, but like nothing was really popping. And I was going through all this. I was doing, I was batching the content. I was recording videos. I had my speaking topics. Like I knew what I was going to say and nothing was happening. And I was like, bro, what am I doing? I feel like I'm wasting my time. How long did you do it? 
I think I did it for about three months and I was like, all right, um, it might've been less. I don't remember. This was back in like, I think 2017. And, um, and I just stopped because I wasn't, but then I realized I didn't have that call to action. I wasn't asking people. I was kind of like, Hey guys, make sure you subscribe or like whatever. Stay to the end. Like I was doing some stuff, but I was, it wasn't a hard enough call to action. I wasn't, um, I wasn't really driving that message home. And so I think a lot of us make that mistake. A lot of us make the mistake of saying, oh, well, I want to speak, but then they don't prepare themselves for when somebody asks them to speak. You know, we're out here saying, oh yeah, girl, I'm a speaker. Mm-hmm. I speak on this topic and that topic. But then they don't, if somebody were to approach them and say, hey, can you speak at podcast movement? They're like, um, sure. And then they ask for whatever they ask for and they don't have it um, because they weren't prepared. So speaking of that, I mean, do you do you speak about having that, I guess, readiness level for being able to accept speaking gigs? Yes. So at the Speak Your Way to Cash live event, we really go through everything you need to build a speaking business. And we go through the mindset that you need to even start this journey. Because really, one of the first questions that I asked in the last event was, how long are you willing to work and wait for your dreams to manifest? Because you can't just wait and you can't just work. (laughs) You have to work and wait at the same time. And by not just working, I mean, like, you can't get um, weary and well-doing, so to speak. Like, you can't just be working and being angry and like nothing's popping off and I don't know what to do and this isn't working because the more you say things, the more you start to believe them and then it impacts the work that you put out. So now you're not putting out a high quality work product because you don't think it's going to be seen by anyone anyways. But if everything we put out into the world, we put it out as though we knew Oprah Winfrey was going to see it. We knew Steve Harvey was going to see it then that would change the level with which we worked and the level at which we performed every single time. Because success is success happens moment by moment, action by action, and everything builds on each other. So at the event, we talk through the mindset you need, but we also tangibly talk through what brand assets you need, like a media kit, a demo reel, and how to get them for cheap and how to get them if your budget is not, like if you have an actual working budget. And that will vary. My first demo video was horrible, but I had to have one because I didn't want anyone to say, what's your demo video? And I didn't have one. Like, it's better to have a bad one, in my opinion, than to be like, oh, I'm working on that. No, you need a demo video. You need, you need to send them somewhere where they can see you speaking. For me, I also knew strategically I need to do a TEDx talk because that will give me high quality video footage. It will submit my signature speech. And it's like my calling card as a speaker. So instead of a demo video, I was just sending people my TEDx talk for a while because it was actually better footage than my demo video. Now I have a really high quality um, collegiate demo video and a high quality corporate demo video. And so I can send those out. But in the beginning, my goal was just to start. I had little clips of me speaking back from high school, but I've been speaking for over 10 years. So I was, I was on speech. I was on debate. I did speaking competitions um, nationally through high school and college. And I did jury trials. And so I was not a beginner in terms of speaking. I was, when I started doing it professionally, a beginner in terms of running a speaking business. So I didn't know, I didn't know exactly how to get paying clients consistently. So that was what I really needed to focus in on. But I knew that if people saw me speak, they'd hire me because I'm great at it. And there are some people who want to speak, but they're not great at speaking. So for them, I recommend doing free engagements, but doing them, recording them, and being critical about how you can improve. So you need someone in your corner who's not just going to yes, girl you to death. Like you need someone who's going to be like, actually, 
it was a little boring. Or maybe next time you could have some handouts. Maybe next time you could have people raise their hand and engage. Um, is there any way you could cut this section? Because it didn't land well. Can you add more humor? So you really need people who can be critical about your ability to speak. For me, that's my husband. He's very critical. So he's very, like, he's encouraging and all that too, but he's not a yes man. So he will tell me, okay, your first session was better than your second session. During your third session, you need to do these three things in order to increase back of the room sales if we're selling at an event. Um, because I get paid to get on stage, but sometimes they also let me sell products or services. And so there's a lot of different ways to monetize your message that I've explored. And we talked through a lot of those at Speak Your Way to Cash Live. And that's in October. I think you said yes. October 26, yeah? The end of October, the last Saturday in October. Sweet. And that's in Chicago for all of you who are like, mm, I need to go to Chicago, which is me. I've, I haven't been to Chicago in a hot minute, but um, right? That's the shock. You have one in Atlanta coming up too. Yeah. So we did one in Atlanta in, in August. And okay. So the last one of the year will be in Chicago. Okay. We had people fly in. For the last Chicago one, we had people fly in from all over the country and we had someone fly in from Canada. So mm -hmm. don't let a plane stop you. It's well worth it. <laughs> it is worth it for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I think I think all the knowledge, there's so much out there as far as like examples of speakers. You can watch TEDx talks, TED, yeah, TEDx talks until like your face turns purple. There's so many and there's so many good ones out there and everyone's kind of different, you know, in the way they approach and the way they tell stories and how they get you to remember. Some use slides, some don't, some are just like really funny. And, you know, everyone has their uniqueness, which, which again, I, I talked about in the beginning is that uniqueness factor, having something that makes yeah. you you know, intrins intrinsically you and that nobody can really duplicate. And if they do, they look weird and everybody knows they're like kind of a fraud trying to copy like who you are. Um, and that's for me, one of the most exciting parts about entrepreneurship and about being able to change people's perspectives, whether you're in law, whether you're a college student, whether it doesn't matter, right? Especially in this time of, I guess, the world where activism is so big and we're trying to stand up for what we believe in and all of that. So I do want to take a step back though, as we talk about speaking and, and understand exactly how you've been able, I know you've got your two different entities, right? You've got the, the lawyer and the legal stuff that you do, the trademarking work, et cetera. And then you've got this speaker way to cash business and a lot of the motivational stuff that you speak to for anybody really who's speaking and who's looking to speak. But how did those kind of I guess, coalesce or like merge together for you to where you've been able to create this empire that really envelopes both of these areas of your life that you so, you know, you seem to really, really love. Definitely. So one of the things that um, is unique about being a lawyer, a lot of people have this full-time corporate day job and then they have a side hustle. And then once that side hustle is successful, they leave their day job and they do their side hustle full-time. That is the ideal path to entrepreneurship to me. If you can, you know, hit 100K in your side hustle while working your day job and then leave, I think that's genius and it's brilliant and that's exactly what you should do. But as a lawyer, you can't start a law firm while you're at a law firm. It's an ethical issue and it's not legal. Um, definitely not ethical. So on day one of me leaving that corporate salary on the table, I didn't have, I had zero clients and really I didn't have a brand as an independent lawyer. So what I had to do was make money on day one. And the way that I did that was by doing a book tour for my book, The Law School Hustle, which details how I went from having a 2.1 GPA in undergrad to graduating with a 3.86 GPA from Northwestern Law. 
And I called, just individually called all these colleges and law schools around the country. And I was like, hey, I'm on a book tour. This is my speaking rate. And you can both buy X amount of books and I'll come to your school and speak to your students. And it was an overwhelmingly positive response. And I loved it. I was flying all over the country, speaking, doing something that I loved and getting paid for it. And so I started thinking, okay, well, how do I make this more of my income so that this is a consistent amount of my income every single month? And then I started researching the um, speaking business and really getting into how am I going to combine my sales background with building a profitable speaking business? And there's two ways you can speak. One is you give me a, you give me a check before I get on stage. So I get $5,000 for speaking for an hour and then I go home. That is, that's great. Ideal way to speak. I do that a lot at colleges, but there's another way that I speak, which is I go speak at a conference of 3000 people. And from the stage, I talk about trademarking and contracts. And of those 3,000 or 300 people that are in that room, 10 of them want to buy a $2,000 contract. That's also great. That's $20,000 that I leave with as a direct result of speaking from that stage. So what I did was I used speaking as a marketing avenue for my law firm because I sell higher ticket services there. And then I also use speaking as an income stream when I speak at colleges and conferences around the country because it's you know, it's just one, it's something that I love to do. But when I'm using it as an income stream, I am not doing motivational speeches. I don't sell it as a motivational speech. I'm selling it as, a, I'm a solution speaker. So essentially colleges want their students to be successful so that they don't drop out of school so they can continue getting that money all four years. So I am a college success speaker and I will present to the school three different programs that they can purchase from me as a speaker. And one of them is the currency of confidence. The other is the college hustle. And the last is Diverse You, which is a diversity presentation I do during orientation. So I give them that menu of services. I send them a proposal and they select which one they want. They pay me for it. And it's an income stream. Sometimes they'll buy books. Other times they'll allow me to also sell books and t-shirts and stuff in the back of the room, even though they're paying me. But it's a different game to do that than it is to do um, speaking to sell from the stage. But if you're going to speak to sales from the stage and maybe not get paid on the front end, you really have to make sure you fully vetted the audience that you're speaking to so that it's not a waste of your time and money. And you as the speaker have to make sure you have good call to actions, really good call to action. You want to figure out how you can do text, have them text a number to get all their emails, but you don't just want their emails. At the end of the day, you want the sale. So what's going to be the funnel that gets them from giving you their email to actually buying something from you? You could do a time-stamped offer, 24 hours, you can get this discount off, meet me in the back to sign up today. I'm only doing this for the first five people, which always helps if it's a large room. It's always, if you say, I'm only giving this discount to the first five people that talk to me after I get off this stage, that always helps. That always helps if you've, if you've done a good case for making that offer something that they really need. And it's actually something that they really need. Absolutely. So it really does. It definitely seems like you've got to have a number of different pieces here in order for this to be successful. You do have to be able to sell. And I think that's, you know, and, and convince people of something. And maybe you're not selling something monetarily, right? You're not asking them to pull out their wallets. Maybe you're selling them or giving them that solution. And that solution is the sale. That solution is motivating them to get their shit together and to not skip out of class and do not do all the bad things when they're in school because, you know, these are the consequences. This is why I had the 2.1 GPA, whatever, whatever. Having that is being able to sell and convert is, is 
is important because it's not just about speaking. It's not just about looking cute, getting on stage, saying some words, right? Getting people to maybe chuckle a couple of times or whatever, and then leaving the stage. It's much more than that. You've got to have that sales piece, which I think is super important. Because I've, I've followed, um, you know, Lisa Sasevich? I think that's her name. Mm-hmm. Um, she was somebody who I watched, um, one, of, one of the mentors I invested in had her come and speak. And, you know, very short and sweet, her, her topic. And then she sold and people were, you know, going, at, signing up at the back of the room. That's where I really saw that. So for anybody who's listening, who hasn't been in like a conference or a setting where that's what the person was doing, definitely, you know, pay attention and go to some of these conferences because you'll see this happening where, especially if it's like a niche sort of, you know, business sort of conference or whatnot, where you, I, I went to the Happy Black Women's Retreat in Atlanta and she brought speakers. And I didn't really know who she was bringing, but then I saw in the program who was speaking, whatever, and then they bring the people on. And then you get to meet a totally d- a different person, right? From a totally different background and you get to hear their story. And so it's nice because it mixes up the day, but it's also nice because a lot of them are selling their services. And so then so-and-so gets on stage. That's how I met um, Dr. Venus Opal Reese, who I adore. She got on stage and I fell in love with her immediately because of her, her, she is super powerful in how she speaks. And when she was like, I'm selling something, I was like, I'm buying. I did not have the money at the time, but I went up to her and I told her, I'm like, look, I got to this event. I've got other stuff. I didn't have it. And we built a relationship and I ended up buying from her in the future and going to her event. And so, but it was because of her conviction on stage, right? And her personality and her presence. So it's not, I think sometimes we forget, it's not just about getting the balls to even get on stage in the first place, which is where I think a lot of people get very siloed and sort of like tunnel vision. They're like, oh, I can't even see myself on stage in front of a bunch of people who I don't know. And then like, that's where they stay. But as an entrepreneur and somebody you've got, you've got other things you're, you're worried about, right? That financial aspect, you've flown all the way here. There wasn't any payment. And now you've got to make these coins um, and being able to do that with a service that they're going to want based off of a story that they've heard that has convinced them that they need it. So I think this is just amazing work and it's super, super important because the better speakers we have, the more you know, interesting these conferences are and the more diversity we have at these events because you don't want the same, you know, you don't want Lisa Sasevich, I mean, no shade, being at every single event. You don't want Rosetta Thurman or Dr. Venus Opal Reese or Tony, even Tony Robbins. We don't want them all at the same events, right? We have to have some sort of flexibility, some sort of diversity in that. Um, and so that to me is important. So when you work with people, it sounds like you work with different groups. Um, What's your favorite client to work with, your favorite type of people to help get inspired, to get on stage and to do their thing? I like working with people who know who they are because it does take a certain level of confidence to start selling. It does take a certain level of confidence to pick up the phone. First off, it takes a certain level of confidence to invest in a speaking coach. My program, we only take 15 people a quarter. It's $4,500. So it's not like a $200 thing. You know what I mean? For it, that's for me to work one-on-one. The event, the speaker rate of cash event ranges from $300 to $350 to attend. So it's not a high ticket offer. But the actual people that I work with one-on-one, they know who they are. They know that they really want to speak. And not just speak, they know that they want to make an impact and income. So they're willing to work hard on the speech so that they can make an impact. And they're willing to work hard on their speaking business so they can make an income. And you need to really 
desire both. Because if you don't care about making an income, you'll speak for free every day of the week. You won't care. You will have no criteria for when you should speak for free. You'll just do it. You will have no um, boundaries if you don't care about money. If you really don't care about money, you will have no boundaries, typically. You'll speak anywhere for anybody. It could be two people in a room talking about the cat association and you're there. You're like, as long as I get to speak, you don't want to do that because you do have to build your brand. And what I see, what I see um, happen a lot is I see people uh, speak for free, give away their services. They create all these freebies and then they get upset that no one wants to pay them. And I'm like, but baby, you built a whole brand around being free or no cost. Everyone thinks that your stuff is cheap. If everything you do is $25 and then all of a sudden you want to come out with something $2,500, no one's going to believe that it's worth it because you've trained your audience to believe that you are cheap. And one of the things I never have dealt with, someone told me once, they were like, yeah, it's so weird because everyone always keeps coming to me asking me to do free stuff. And I was like, I don't even get invited to those events. I really don't. And it's, and unless we are friends, I don't have people who are just like, Ashley, you look like you're cheap. Come on and do this for $25. Like never in my life. And I think that it was because from the very beginning, I set a standard that was like, look, I am not going to be the cheapest option, but I am very good at what I do. So if you want to work with someone and you're looking for them to get you results and to be capable and competent and to be real with you and direct, then come on through. But if you want someone to play games with you and tell you you're pretty, I'm not the one. Like, I'm not here to gas you up. I'm here to, I'm here to put gas in you so you can go somewhere. I'm not trying to get you floating off into the sky into the abyss. You know what I mean? So like, you got to figure that out. But it takes confidence to invest in yourself. And then it takes confidence to sell. And it takes confidence to even start to think that you can do it. Most people won't even pitch for $5,000 for 30 minutes because they're like, well, I mean, I don't know if it's really worth that. And how do I analyze that? And how do I justify that? It's, it's too clouded in here. So I like working with people who know they're real experts, not, not that they Googled something and they're about to go teach the world about it. Something they know for a fact because they've experienced it and they've researched it and they're competent and they have some capability to speak. And they want to get better at it and they're willing to put in the work. That is who I love working with on an individual one-on-one coaching basis. And we do applications for that program too. So it's not just everyone can get in or you just go to a link and apply. You, you don't just sign up for it. So we do applications to make sure it's a good fit because we want people who ha- have the propensity to win in the program. And then um, the other people, I love speaking to colleges. Corporations are great, but personally, my favorite corporate clients are the nonprofit colleges that I work with. And nonprofit does not mean they don't have budgets. It means that they are, that's just their entity distinction. But I like working with them because the students that I speak with are really, really, really impacted. They're excited. They're ready to learn. They're ready to change. They're typically not too jaded by the world that they're not willing to try something new. And it encourages them to learn that someone else didn't start off perfect and still ended up exactly where they're supposed to be. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I think it's, it's always a good thing to have, um, the multiple offers too, right. In the beginning, when you were talking about having your in-person events, right. Where you bring in large quantities of people together, like in Chicago in October, and then being able to work with somebody one-on-one. I think that's important. I know for me as a consumer and as a business owner, it's been, you know, you don't want a lot of the cookie cutter stuff. And that's what I found a lot of people put out there. And it's just really frustrating um, because the way I speak, again, the way I am isn't like so-and-so. 
So you're going to put all of us in, the, in one room and tell us all to do the same shit and we're all going to do it. And what is it going to look like? And I have a hard time swallowing that pill. So for me, I like the, the being able to go in person, see what you like, you know, and then figure out from there what to do and how to take that home because then you can digest it on your own terms, right? You're hearing it with your own ears. You're able to listen to it on your own terms and then figure out what moves you're going to make moving forward and how you can apply what you've heard and digested in your own brain. Um, and that to me is super interesting and very powerful. And then working one-on-one is something that I've always loved to do because you know it tends to be the more expensive option. I get it. But a lot of times you get the one-on-one shit that you need because again, and, and our girlfriends aren't doing this. Our moms, our dads aren't doing this to you know, I guess to rev us up all the time. They really do believe that we're doing a good job, a lot of them. And they just, they just don't know though. They're not professionals. Um, I have been lucky. A lot of people who listen to my show, especially in my family, will give me feedback. And my dad will come on and be like, oh man, Whitney, that one lady you had, she was so cool. Blah, 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 blah. And then you talked about that. It's so cool. And he's very like, and he'll give me his straight up opinion. And he remembers stuff that I've said in the show and what my guests have said. Um, and it's great to get feedback because sometimes he's like, ah, I don't know why you said that, or I didn't get that, or I didn't understand this reference and I'll explain it to him. But to be able to have a professional come on and say, okay, cool. That's the level that most people don't get access to. Um, and that's where I think, you know, to be able to hone in on your specific thing, your spe- whatever that is, right? Whatever that is for you, I think that's super powerful. So I think your programs are fantastically built and I think they, they seem, they definitely seem to be what people need in this time and in this arena, because we do not want the cookie cutter. At least, I know I'm not the only one. So I'm just going to say we don't want it. People buy the shit. I don't get it, but I, I know most of us don't want it. Right. And um, I like that. I like that versatility in it. So I do want to talk a little bit more about being able to take speaking and apply it in different ways. So you can, of course, get on the stage and speak to a group. But there are other ways in which you can speak as well for business owner and really for anybody if you're in corporate as well. I do want to touch on corporate people because there are a lot of people who have their jobs, like you said, still and are working to sort of exit them. But there's still ways in which you can practice and get speaking a thing that you are comfortable doing right now. So can you speak to that? Being able to practice and get going and also being able to tailor that for what you're doing. And it doesn't always have to be on a stage. So if we don't have access to a stage or maybe we're not ready for that just yet, how else can you apply the speaking stuff that you teach online? Yeah, definitely. So there's a lot of different ways, like you said, to apply speaking. So if you're at a corporate job, then you have an awesome opportunity to go to the training department and volunteer to do a training or to shadow a training or to draft a training. So you trainings are individually done at your company, every single time a new employee starts, they have to be trained. So even if you're at a smaller company, you could even volunteer to put together a training just so that you get some experience in front of a room, in front of a group of people live, and you get comfortable on your feet. If you're online, webinars are phenomenal. Do the webinar live. Don't pre-record it. People pre-record, but you know, if you can do it live, do it live at least a couple of times to get your feet wet so that you get comfortable speaking. But I don't think online webinars or Facebook Lives or Instagram Lives convert to you being great in person. There are a lot of conferences and no shade to conferences that do this because I know why they do it. It's because they want to get butts in seats. And if you're popular online, people think that means all your people are going to follow you to your event, which is not always the case, especially if you don't promote it. But 
what people do is they look online, they're like, oh, she does great Facebook lives. I'm going to invite her to my conference to speak. And she gets on that stage and she's horrible because she can't really speak live with people looking at her in her eyeballs back (laughs) with comments that are more than just comments that she can read. So you want to be really careful when you are wanting to develop your skills as a speaker, someone who will eventually be on stages, you want to speak live and in person. Do Bible study at church, go to your local high school right now, talk to the principal, say, hey, I live in this area. I want to give back. I'd love to do an assembly on how to make it in college for your seniors. Do you think we could set that up? I'll do it complimentary for the first time because I do like two free engagements a year and I've selected your school to be one of the recipients. So something that lets them know, one, you're a professional speaker. You're not doing, you don't always do this for free, but you're doing it for a specific reason. But two, get your feet wet. High school crowds are really tough. So if you could do well in a high school crowd, great. Corporate crowds, you know, Honestly, you could you could crush a corporate speech and people will still look at you with dry eyes because they are at work and they don't want to be there. So you never know what you're going to get with a corporate crowd. College students are very honest, but if you have something unique about yourself and you come in with a lot of energy and spunk and you're cool, they'll be they'll be cool back for the most part. Um, but you should speak live. I think Facebook lives are great, Instagram lives are great, um, but if you want to get better as a speaker in person, Just do something in person. Chamber of Commerces are great places to start and speak for free. Toastmasters is a great organization you can join and do weekly speaking and get better and better over time. So you have a lot of options to get the technical speaking skills together. But those are just a few that I'd recommend, especially if you're in corporate. Your company may pay for Toastmasters. You don't know until you ask. And Toastmasters, I mean, it's, it's just super popular. I think my dad did that for a while and a ton of his friends did. Um, so I think I think that's a great it's a great tip, um, and I'm glad that you said that. I think that's going to help some people because you know I think we sometimes think that YouTubing and Facebook living and IG living is kind of the same thing as speaking, and in reality, it's it's not. I mean, there are some similarities here and there, right? Where you have to have the presence and you have to have your story and you have to be able to sell and whatever and show your personality and speak well and articulate, like there's a lot of similarities that you need to have for both platforms. But, um, and I think too, cause I was super nervous at one point to do IG lives or Facebook lives. I was like, I don't think I can do it. Yeah. And then I did a vlog every day of August challenge a couple of years ago. And every single day I had to go live about something. And I was like, shit. And I would do it and I would do it. I would get on there and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to talk about this. And I did it. And it was so awkward at first. It was so awkward. It was so painful. I was not interested in doing it. I was super nervous. But then by the end of the end of the month, I was like, hold on, let me see your phone. I'll go live from your phone too. Like I was completely into it. I could do it. No problem. I had, you know, zero issues. I knew what to expect. I knew how to engage with people better. When the comments would come up, you know, you learn if you practice, but you have to practice. You have to show up. And I think that's, that is, is for me how I was able to do that. But I think in this respect, right, talking about speaking on stages, just asking, just asking the question, do you have the availability? Is this something that you would be willing to put on with me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You could also do a meetup group, I think, too. I started my meetup group years ago, and now I have one in the DC area again. And I'm super excited to host events in person and to get people together because there's something to be said about, you know, it's like, I guess, having a long distance relationship versus having, you know, an in-person relationship. It's different. There are similarities, right? There's similarities, but ultimately they're two totally different ballgames and you have to treat them as such. So um, I love that. So 
All right. So let's talk about your event in, in Chicago. So you've got, you've been doing this event now for a little bit. Um, what is, what is it that people can expect? Like what's your, your spiel if you meet somebody at Starbucks who asks you about the event or wants to know what you're up to in October, what would you tell them? Just your total like commercial for that. And then what is your favorite part about hosting this event and why you do it? Absolutely. So, um, what they can expect is a full-on experience. Before the event, we do a welcome graphic for everyone that registers. We send them a questionnaire that I review religiously before the event, and it allows me to know exactly what they want to get out the event, what would make the event a win for them, what they speak about. And I ask every single attendee these questions because I, I tailor the presentation and the uh, modules of the live event to those actual individuals. So if everyone there wants to talk about college, then we're not going into corporate. You know what I mean? We may touch on it for a little bit, but we're going to dive deep into the college market. Whereas if it's diverse, then we want to make sure that we do that. The other thing that we implemented um, at the last Speaker Way to Cash Chicago, which went over really well, was hot seats. So after each module, we have a hot seat where we tailor what we just learned and implement it into that specific person's business. And that has been phenomenal. Um, And our Atlanta event is a little bit more intimate than the Chicago event. And so we're going to be able to do more of those hot seats. And in Atlanta, um, I know you all will miss, you all miss the Atlanta one. But in Atlanta, we had a publishing expert come out who talked about self-publishing your book and bulk selling your book and all of that. And so for Chicago... I'm super stoked about this. We're doing something we've never done before. We're going to have a sales panel that has over 100 years of sales experience to talk them through the actual fundamentals of selling. And the reason I wanted to make sure they had over 100 years, and I was very, I was very um, adamant about that, was because so often I'm a millennial, so no shade to us, but I go to these conferences and no one is speaking who's over 35. No one's speaking who's over 45. No one's speaking who has sustained a business over decades time. And the fact of the matter is the sales principles that we get geeked about online have been in existence for the past 20 years. But to actually implement sales and have a really, really, really good sales strategy, you need, you know, if you want a long-term speaking business, you need a long-term sales strategy. And so we're going to make sure this panel gives you those fundamentals and you get that information because the feedback we got from doing these events and we do surveys every time was like, we want more from the panel. We want a longer panel experience to hear some other voices and to make sure they have the experience that they need. So I'm super excited about that. Like, I don't even know what to call it, like centennial sales panel, (laughs) but that's definitely something that we're going to implement into the event. So we're going to cover how to build your speaking business, how to build your CRM, where to find paid engagements, how to get yourself in the press, what brand assets you need and which brand assets you can create that day um, so that you can actually start pitching. And then you get templates for how to pitch over the phone. You get templates for how to pitch via email. Um, So you get actual help that you take with you. You get a workbook that you can take back with you and you'll take notes in at the event. But it's really an experience like none other. And the feedback has been great. 100% of people who filled out the survey gave it the highest rating they could. And all of them said they'd recommend it to their friends. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I love really well-developed and well-researched and put together events. I mean, there really is nothing better. I think you're, you you said something about um, guests not being of a certain age or not having had that business or whatever for X amount of time. And it's true. But I think too, a lot of times we are in this sort of Instagram millennial era where we love 
pretty stuff. It's like, ooh, that's so pretty. We love pretty stuff. We love experiences. We love like the the selfie mode and the and the taking the photos and like the backdrops and the we love that stuff. We do. I mean, I do. I'm not gonna lie. I have yeah, no yeah. qualms with saying that I do. The problem is we do need to make sure we're focusing on the value that we're getting, not just the photos that we're taking, but the value that we're getting, the the value that we can actually get and also take and implement into our own lives and businesses. I find a lot of times we'll go and we'll get inspired at events, but we don't always, you know, and the same with speakers, you'll watch certain TEDx talks, but I feel like most of them, most of the really good ones that, that topic wise speak to you personally are ones that you take with you. It, it, it hits a part of your soul somewhere and you're like, damn, that was good. Or I totally get that. Or, you know, you were on the verge of tears because the story was so moving. You know, that's what you remember. And um, so I'm, I'm very curious, who are some of your favorite speakers, people that you love to watch on stage or to listen to maybe on like a podcast or like a, a, a TV series? Yes. Okay. That's a good question. So I think Barack Obama is a great speaker. I think Les Brown is phenomenal. Martin Luther King is phenomenal. Um, I like Lisa Nichols. Um, I think that I, I like the way that she speaks and tells stories, but there was actually a guy who I interviewed on my podcast, who was the best storyteller that I've heard in a long time. And I don't want to butcher his name, so I'm going to look it up real quick. But he was, we, we both spoke at TEDx McHenry and I interviewed him. I remembered it, Matt Ham. Um, he is a phenomenal storyteller. He told this story on stage and we were all like on the edge of our seats, like, oh my gosh, he like kneeled on stage. Then he got up, then he talked about this, then he... So all this other stuff, um, he definitely, definitely, definitely talked about. And it was the way that he conveyed the story was just next level. It was next level. So I really, really appreciate it, the way he told the story. So I can get inspiration from anyone, not just the famous folks, but I really like the way that he told his story. So he was the best storyteller I've heard. Yeah? I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I love that. I love good storytellers. I think, you know, that's like, Little Whitney and me just, I, I, I never lost that. I love reading. I love books. But if you can tell me a story, I mean, I think that's why so many people like true crime so much. Mm-hmm. It's such a big popular. And I'm like, are we all just really sick in the head? Like, why do we love true crime so much, right? Hearing about like people getting murdered and going missing. But I think one of the things people love is the, not only the detective aspect, but the, the fact that it's a story, this is somebody's life and we're hearing about it and it's different than ours and it's interesting, but storytelling is powerful. So I will put, um, I shall put the link to his and the link to your TEDx talks in the show notes. So in the show notes, guys, I'm going to put her handles. Um, if you go to the, at the Ashley Nicole show IG, um, she's got in her bio, the links to her other pages. So the mogul one, and then the the speak one, both of those are both in her bio. So I will link all of them anyway, just so that you have it. But if you're on your phone right now, check her out, um, make sure you're following her. And I will also link the tickets, right? To the, the Chicago event um, so that you can get your ticket. This is going to go live in September. So if you're listening to this, obviously it's probably September um, and you'll be able to tune in. If you're listening to this the week that this has gone live, good for you. Thank you for being a loyal listener to the show and for following the links. But there's going to be a Q&A. I want to have Ashley back on the show. We're going, to, we're going to go live on Instagram and we're going to answer any questions you have about speaking, about getting on stage, about showing up you know, in your business in a different way, making money, all the things that you want to know. I know 
I could sit here and talk to you for an additional two hours about speaking and, you know, just get more information from you. But we'll have maybe about 20 or 30 minutes on IG. We're not going to get crazy, but we'll have some time on Instagram to answer any questions that you personally might have. If you have a question right now that is burning a hole in the side of your face, please just PM her, go to Ashley's IG account, send her a DM, ask her the question. Say you heard the show and you're like, oh, this one thing that you said, whatever. Um, pinpoint it back. She'll, she'll get to you. She'll answer your question. She's online quite a bit on different social media platforms. So just hit her up um, or hit me up and I can facilitate the question, et cetera. You know, my email is Whitney at WhitneyDanielle.com. So um, I did want to drop all of that information. Everybody always knows I put everything in the show notes. So everything is there. Um, Hopefully you guys, if you're in the Chicago area, you attend this event. I heard there might be a, a promo code that you can type in to get a discount, which would be phenomenal. It's like my first time doing that, having um, somebody who has an event that's before or that's after we air our show that can actually do that. So there will be a promo code. You can type it in. I'll put that in the show notes in capital letters so you cannot miss it. If you are not in Chicago and you know somebody who is in the Chicago area who wants to speak, who's interested, has an online business, whatever, send them this episode. I want them to hear it. I want them to hear some of the recommendations that Ashley gave. I want them to hear Ashley's energy. Her energy is powerful. She is one of the most energetic people I've had on the show to date. (laughs) And this has been a show I've had for a year. I would pay some of my guests sometimes to have the same energy, even half, even half, or like 75% of the energy that she has. So imagine what she's like in person. Imagine what she'd be like in person to me. Now, she's not paying me to promote this. I just think she's awesome. And I picked her to be on the show for a reason. And I met her in person a long time ago. So we have like a bond. Um, But if you know somebody in Chicago who's able to go, just send them this episode, right? Just send it to them, see what they say. Maybe they can get somebody to go and support. This show is about networking, right? I talk about networking all of the time, literally all of the time. Almost every episode I talk about it. And it's important for us to spread the word about what people are doing. It really is. And you never know. This is one of those things. It's like, you know, you know, getting dental work done or, you know, finding a good hairstylist because your hairstylist is leaving town. It's one of those things where like, we know we need and we think about it in our head, but because it's not like something mainstream, we're not out here talking about it. So you really don't know who in your social circle needs help speaking or wants to, to add this to their business or, you know what I mean? Who has an interest in it. So, or maybe they just need help with their sales right? That could be a huge piece. If you've got all these salespeople in the room, that could be a great um, way for them to get in, into, into a space of selling better, right? And I think we all could, could use some help you know, with that. I think nobody's perfect with sales. Not everybody is 100% at sales selling, right? right? So, um, so that could be a good way as well. Now, if you're thinking about traveling in um, for this event, definitely do that. I'm excited. Um, if I have the availability, I'm actually considering going myself um, October is booking up so quickly. There's so many events happening in the next two months. It's like, it's like event season for me, which is so cool because I love this time of year. It's so much better to travel this time of year than other times. So I am pumped. But um, if you go, I would love to connect with you. I'd love to see how you love the event, what it was like, all of all of that. So definitely keep in touch. Um, and yeah, I think that was that was the majority of my spiel. I wanted to make sure I got that out because. Again, I think it's important, just like I had the, um, the Free Black Women's Library of LA on the show, and they're in LA. 
And not everybody who's listening is in LA, but if you know people who are in LA or people who love books and buy from Amazon and can send them books, you can literally go on their their shopping list on Amazon and send them books for their pop-up book events, which I think is amazing. So you can you can be involved in these things all around the world um, and support other Black women in business, other women of color in business, um, and help them do their thing. So to me, this is very, 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 very important. Um, and I will actually put the link to the Free Black Women's Amazon list in the, in the comments too, just in case you're feeling nice and you want to send them a book. I know I will be. Um, so yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. Is there anything that we miss? Is there any other bits of inspiration that you can give the audience, um, if they're thinking about speaking or coming to an event or taking that next step? Yeah. So I, you know, I just want everyone to know that it's not all roses. Everyone has bad days. And not only that, but it takes a lot of consistent effort. So I've told this story before, but the first six months of my business was all brand building. So I was posting going live all the time, doing all this stuff. And I was not seeing money come in. And it really took that long. Now, not in my speaking business, but in my law firm for me to get my clients. So my first real revenue generating month where, you know, any revenue I'd write home about, like my first $15,000 month came after six months in business. And it was, it was because of all that consistent effort that I thought no one was paying attention to. So if you are posting, if you are going live, if you are pitching and you're not getting anything, just know that all of those no's and unanswered emails truly are building the bricks for you to reach that top <laughs> that you are going to get to. So just keep going, keep being consistent and stay inspired. And then I definitely want the Network and Spill community to come out to the event. So the discount code is going to be the letter N. A-N-D-S, which stands for Network and Spill. So just N-A-N-D-S. And that'll give you $50 off the Chicago event. So please do use that. Come out, bring a girlfriend, see the city. People were like taking pictures with the bean. (laughs) And we actually give you a city guide. So if you come in from out of town, we do a special um, gift and we give you a city guide so you can explore the city and you kind of know where the best restaurants are and what are some good sites to see because we want you to have a great experience. So thank you so much. And follow me on Instagram at the Ashley Nicole Show and everywhere else I can direct you to from there. Yes, I love Chicago. I did a pizza tour, which I thought was going to be so stupid and super corny, but I did I did the tasting. It was like a, a tour. It was like a whole like morning and afternoon tour in Chicago, and I had a blast. I ate pizza all so different cool. kinds. It was and it took us all around town. We did not just do like the downtown stuff. We were everywhere and it was it was so much fun. There's a lot of really in obviously at the bean um, there's lots of good coffee, which is important to me. Um, I had an amazing, I was there for like two weeks for work once and I just, I had so much fun. So Chicago is a great place this time of year as well. So yes, the the promo code, so that's going to be in the show notes. Um, please use the promo code so that way we can track too how many folks are listening, um, you know, who are buying tickets who came from the show. So that's it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you're subscribed and you're sharing this. And if you love this episode and other episodes, or you just love me personally and think I'm amazing, please make sure to leave me five stars on Apple Podcasts because that's where they do ratings. It helps other people find the show and it keeps me being popular. So that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks, Ashley.